This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your In Good Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I'm Maddie and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello Mads, how are we today? We are good and hello producer Sash. Hey, you haven't taken my microphone off me yet. It's a very <laughs> exciting time. Maddie, I have a little surprise for you. Ooh. Oh, stop it. Oh my God. Chippy chips. No, snacky snacks. Snacky snacks because <laughs> no one's in the room. We've got the honey Dijon mustard. I'm going to be speaking about this for a very long time, people. You're going to hear a lot of crunching on today's episode. Thank you very much. Live taste test, Sasha. Oh, this is really a challenge for me because... Um, you hate eating sounds I on mic? I hate eating sounds on mic. So, <laughs> oh, oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> See, we don't have our earphones on, our headphones on, but you can really get the full effect of us eating in your ears right now. <laughs> it's actually one of my most okay. hated things, but I'm, I'm going to do away it. away me. Okay. God, I forgot how good they were. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just going to pause you there for a second. If anyone is extremely confused by what is happening right now, on last week's episode, Soph talked about how she rediscovered the Red Rock Deli Dijon money and hustard. Dijon money. Dijon money, 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 baby. Dijon mustard and honey chippies, yes. chippy chips for her snacky snacks, snacks. <laughs> that she had had as a child and that disappeared from Red Rock Deli. Yes. And they're back. So I found out online, I did message Red Rock Deli, they didn't reply. <laughs> it was the, is that the Australian, I don't know, it was the Australian yeah. Instagram. No reply. Look, if anyone's listening and has a connection to Red Rock. Let us know. Let us know. But a Facebook group did tell me that was initiated in 2015 for this chip. So there's people out there like me. Apparently the sales are declining. So anyone that's out there, if you want to support the podcast, don't leave us a review. Go and buy Dijon mustard honey <laughs> chips. <laughs> no, I think what they should do is go to our reviews and write fellow Dijon mustard and honey lover here. So yeah. I love it. Love it. I was driving here tonight and I was having some real like car thoughts this evening. Like yeah. shower thoughts, but yeah, shower thoughts, version. but car thoughts, which I f- they might not be that safe if I actually think about it. Because you really like you, your mind wanders when you're driving. Do you ever, when you're driving, no. I feel like my mom listens to this podcast and I don't want to hear admit, me admit that this happened oh, to me. It's like you just all of a sudden are at like how a, am a I traffic here? light. And you're like, how did I get to this traffic light? <laughs> how many lights did I drive through to get to this one? <laughs> that happens to me a lot. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to the story. You know what Melbourne's like? Four seasons in one day. I got in the car. It's pouring rain. All of a sudden. And it wasn't blah, blah, blah. We're going back and forth. Do you experience this 
self-consciousness or insecurity about the speed of your windscreen wipers? I don't know if it's in insecurity. I'm always just like, you guys don't have a good middle ground. Well, so you look at other people's. No, 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 no. I'm like, I, my first setting is too slow and yeah. my second oh, seat setting have a good middle is okay. so fast that I'm like, can we just go like normal Melbourne, so, bit of a rainy day kind of vibe? I have this thing where I worry that people are looking at me being like, look how fast her windscreen wipers are going. That's so unnecessary. And I get so self-conscious about it to the point where like I put them so slow that I like kind of can't see properly. So do you look at other people's and judge them? Well, only when I become really aware of my own. So then you look at other cars and go, wow. Well, I'm getting more jealous you. because normally there's going slower. Okay. <laughs> but to be fair, if they're going fast, I'm like, mm. one day we should unpack that. Maybe this isn't the forum. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's talk about FinFest then. I'm ready to party. I'm so excited. So am I. We saw some renders of what the place is going to look like that Bryce showed us. It looks really cool. There's little domes. It looks before we go any further, guys, what exactly is FinFest, just in case you have been living under a rock? So this is how I'm explaining it to my friends when I'm telling them that they all must come. It's like the ASX Investor Day, which if you imagine that, it's like a big convention centre. I'm, I'm sure it's a cool day, but like just a bit bland maybe. Can I say You're that? selling it really well, well no, so no, far, no, Maddie. No. Stick with me. Stick with me. But whilst it's maybe a little bit bland, incredible content, right? You've got really interesting, really knowledgeable fund managers coming from all over Australia. They have panel discussions. They talk about investing. They talk about companies and money. So take that idea and then make it cool. Add like, <laughs> it's like a party. So there's stages, there's DJs, there's drinks. It's going to be great vibes. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. There's going to be an after party. Like, it's like the concept of ASX Investor Day and you get all the knowledge and insights and interestingness of that day, but with like a cool spin. And what we'll say is that there's going to be something for everyone there. I think Bryce was running us through. There's going to be chats about like the psychology of money, about how to get started investing, a couple of those types of chats, but then also for the more advanced people as well. So there's really content for everyone. And if you come, we'll have a drink with you and we'll have some fun. <laughs> we can't wait to chat with you and super excited because a guest or someone who we have been pining over for a long time to try and get on the podcast is going to be there, Michelle Hepworth. Who is the former CEO of RM Williams. Yeah, acting CEO. Acting CEO. So she was working at Tatarang, which is Twiggy Forest investment company, the richest man in Australia. And he bought RM Williams and then chucked Michelle in as acting CEO, which is super cool because she was 29 at the time. So these tickets are on sale now. We have a code for you. It's YIGC15. And we have to get 15% off tickets. Ooh. It is Saturday the 15th of October up in Sydney. So us Melbourne. Melbourne gals shall be traveling up. Get your friends, get some a com, make a weekend out of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if a bit of reprieve in share markets this week. Things, Sorry, what's reprieve mean? Like let off, like better. <laughs> My English is so bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I wish I was better. So what does it mean? Like good stuff? Um, It's like, oh, what's Sash? Help me out. It's like, like release yeah. or like, okay, yeah, like, like relief. Yeah, yeah, it's been tense. And now you're, oh, I can only define things with sound effects. Like, oh. <laughs> that is podcast producer 101. 
A bit of reprieve in share markets this week. Things are starting to look a bit up. It's not quite so grim. Yes, I was actually Googling the S&P 500 graph the other day and I saw that it's had a little dip and it's starting to go back up, which is quite exciting. But also, what does that mean? Well, I guess why is it coming up a little bit? I had a message from a friend the other day and she's like, for the first time in ages, I'm not so in the red. And I was like, yeah, it's great. This is happening to me as well. Like I went on a bit of a spending spree last year. (laughs) And so (laughs) there's been a lot of red in the portfolio. (laughs) So I'm really happy at the moment. So why do we think that's happening all of a sudden out of the blue? Yeah. So I think there's been a few good things or positive things coming out in the market recently. One of them is that the latest inflation numbers over in the US are flat from June to July. So it's sort of signaling that maybe inflation or like the rising prices that we've been seeing over the last few months is starting to cool off a little bit, which would mean these interest rate risings interest rate rise, raising, rising, ooh, rising, <laughs> these interest rate raises, hikes. hikes are working, which is positive news. Does that mean my tomatoes are going to be cheaper? Mm, it's it's flat. just flat. It's not down <laughs> yet. Damn it. <laughs> it still is up 8.5% year on year. So we're not in quite such a positive place yet. But one of the things that is driving it down is better than expected or lower than expected energy and gas prices, which I think is going to be good news for all of us. Yes, for the car. For the car. I think we're also seeing at the moment it's reporting season in Australia and mm. a lot of companies are coming out with better than expected results, which is kind of bringing up their share prices and then also the market with that. Just a quick recap. So what's reporting season again? So reporting season is when companies come out and release their results. It may be for a quarter. It might be for a half year, which is what we're seeing at the moment, the first six months, and it can be for a full year. And it's pretty much where companies just show how much money they're making and spending. Report cards for companies. Perfect. Done. Cool. (laughs) I think the other thing that is a massive sort of influence in this at the moment is employment. Like employment is still at record highs, despite all the noise going on in the market. So I think with everything that's been going on, that is really giving people confidence. Yeah. So what I have seen a lot in news articles and people talking about is this thing called a dead cat bounce. Oh my gosh. So my friend at work messaged me the other day and he's like, do you think we're in a dead cat bounce? And I literally was like, that is the most crass term I've ever heard. What are you messaging me on our work chat? So I, I actually asked my two housemates, Darcy and Henry, hello. And I said to them, I'm like, guys, are we in a dead cat bounce? And both of them were like, a what? Can we rename it? It doesn't a sit what? right with me. So a happy cat landing on two, nine lives cat. Sure. And a live cat. Yeah, it's let's rename cat. it. Great. Thank so you. I asked them whatever the new term is and then I asked them to say what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say that term because neither of them knew what it was. Darcy said, is it a dance that you're going to this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> a dead cat bounce dance? <laughs> and Henry went into full like, you know, technical mode. He's like dead cat drop, bounce, bounce. I'm doing oh. hand actions of like a M. Oh, so this is what I don't And he like. goes, he goes. Why do you have dead cat? Are we going to McDonald's? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I double bounces. Anyway. It does sound like it should be like a TikTok. Yeah. Trend or something. Regardless, can you tell us what a dead cat thing is? <laughs> So basically what it is, is a sudden and temporary increase in share prices, quickly followed by a second decline, which brings the share prices to new lows. Well, what was that (laughs) that you just said? (laughs) Basically, when people are talking about this at the moment, it is suggesting that is this current sort of rise or improvement in stock prices and in the share market more generally 
a temporary thing that is potentially soon going to be followed by another bigger drop. To bring it back to something we said earlier, is it like a false reprieve? Like a false reprieve. When you shouldn't actually be reprieved. Okay. And I think this phenomenon has kind of occurred and it's got this crazy name because pe- we've seen it in the past in the stock market where there's been downturns, like for example, the dot-com bubble in like the 2000s, the market kind of burst, it went down and then there'd be little periods where it'd go up and everyone's like, ooh, yay, it's happening again, but then it would drop down again. This reminds me of like in January 2020 when my friend had a lot of really bad news and I said to him like, well, look on the bright side, it can't get any worse. And then COVID happened. (laughs) Well, funny you say that because we did see a dead cat bounce at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So between the week of, I think it was like the 21st and 28th of Feb, in late Feb, US markets lost around 12% when headlines were really coming in that COVID was happening and there was a lot of fear. And then the next week, the market rose back up around 2%. And some people really got the impression that the worst was over, but little did they know (laughs) that, you know, this was a classic happy cat dance example, as the market subsequently fell 25% in the following week. Yeah. And I mean, with the COVID example, we saw that the market did obviously recover Mm. afterwards, but it's usually we're looking at like this kind of short period. I mean, historically, there's always these little short periods where it kind of drops and then goes back up and then drops even more. Is there another example of when it's happened? Well, a specific kind of stock example was over that same COVID period that you were talking about is Wells Fargo, which which is a big bank in the US. And over that COVID period, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty and there was a lot of loans defaulting. So we saw this bank stock price drop a lot. And then there was government stimulus. So people were thinking, oh, we're going back up. And then there was another big drop after that, because again, it was just the COVID period where people were a bit worried about their money. So I've got a question. Well, not a question so much as a statement. It's like they always talk about the fact that investing is so much of psychology. And this to me seems like a really classic example of like humans interacting with the markets and kind of making assumptions that the worst is over when the storm is still about to hit. Yeah. And a lot of it actually comes down to herd mentality. Like you, I I get this, I don't know about you, Mads, but like if I see stocks going up, I feel for some reason, I just feel more confident to start investing again. Is that like, I don't know what it is. I know that we always say that, you know, just have your conviction wherever it is. But when you do see the stock market go back up, I've seen my portfolio and I'm like, oh, maybe I should invest some more. Like, I don't know what it is. So I'm in this weird reverse psychology of I have a fear that the stock market's going to go up before I've had enough time to invest whilst it's low. So actually at the moment when it starts going great or when it starts improving, I'm like, God damn it, I haven't had enough time to put money in. You're like, the FOMO was real. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I guess what I am really wondering now then is are we in a dead cat bounce? How do Sorry, a happy cat dance. How do we know? I think with this stuff and what I've been reading is that you don't know you're in a dead cat bounce until the cat goes down again. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't, we won't, we're not going to know until you see the markets fall. At this point they could go up in a trajectory or they could completely fall and if they completely fall, that's when you know the dead cat happy dance has died. <laughs> so when thinking about investing I guess during this period when you're seeing it go back up, you said that you feel sad that you haven't invested more, but what's like your kind of lesson or learning that you take out of 
this kind of, I don't know, new market thing that we're experiencing together. I guess what I'm really thinking at the moment is dollar cost average, like in keep investing at regular intervals because we don't know what's going to happen right now. Maybe the US, maybe the RBA and the Fed have done a really good job at raising interest rates. We have been able to get that soft landing on inflation and there's going to be no crash that everyone's sort of been fearing. Like maybe everything is going to be okay and this just is the stock market that's going to gradually start going up. In which case, I want to keep investing consistently. On the flip side, maybe it's going to get a whole lot worse again. But either way, I think for me, I I can't predict what's going to happen. If I could, I would be very rich. (laughs) So I think the best thing is, is to stick to my strategy, which is invest at regular intervals and dollar cost average my way into the market. And I'm going to say from the research that I did when I did look back to the dead cat bounces that have happened in the past, you know, it does eventually, and obviously the historical patterns doesn't actually determine what's happening in the future, but it has always gone back up at some Mm -hmm. point, you know, so it doesn't really matter when you're investing, just as long as you're sticking to your strategy that suits you. So bringing it back then to the text that your friend sent you saying, what is a dead cat bounce? What was your response? Well, first it was a definite, like, what are you messaging me on our internal (laughs) work chat? But he sent a graph and I understood pretty quickly what it was. And the question is, I don't know. If I did, we would all be rich because we could predict these things. So I think let's not try. But let's be educated about what it is so we understand when we see people talking about it. Exactly. Done. <laughs> let's dive into it a little bit more and talk about how this is in the news at the moment. But before we do, let's take a quick ad break for our sponsors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, what's happening? The lowdown is back. Very exciting. This is becoming one of my favorite segments on the pod. On the yes. old pod. You are such a researcher. Like you love this stuff. I love a news story. You love a news story. Love a good news story. You send me lots. I love it. <laughs> so we talked about at the head of the episode that one of the things that is contributing to the rise in the market at the moment is reporting season. And a lot of companies are coming out and releasing news that I guess is a little bit better than maybe what a lot of analysts and investors were thinking that companies might be releasing at this point. And when there's better news, it usually correlates to a share price jump, right? Yeah. So I think generally in reporting season, it's quite interesting. We do, we do tend to see quite a lot of share price movement at this time because the market does respond to the new news that comes out around performance. And it's either, I guess, 
on par with what people were thinking or it might be better or it might be worse. So you do tend to see a lot of share price movement and volatility during these periods. What is one of the bigger news stories that you've seen around reporting season? Yeah, one headline that really caught my eye was on the ABC and they reported that the ASX closes at a 10-week high, happy days, as BHP unveils record dividend. Nice. Do you want to unpack? This is Maddie's new favourite sentence, by the way. Do you want to unpack that? that? (laughs) So BHP's share price jumped 5% last Tuesday after reporting its second highest annual profit ever and a record annual dividend. And I guess the reason why this headline caught my eye is because Companies like BHP, the big mining companies in Australia, so BHP, Rio Tinto, Fortescue, are really well known for being dividend-paying stocks. So the fact that they have announced their largest ever dividend really made me think further about what's going on here. Off the back of that, what I find interesting that they're paying such a large dividend is that you know, during a time like this, when, you know, there is a lot of volatility and uncertainty, a lot of companies try and kind of keep cash on their books just Mm. as like a little bit of a safe haven because you never know what's going to happen. They might need the cash. So it's interesting that they're willing to, you know, kind of pass on that profit to shareholders. Yeah. So just a reminder, dividends are a way for the company to, I guess, reward its investors by sharing some of its profits through sharing income or via dividends. They can be paid quarterly, half yearly, annually, or not at all. So I guess whether or not a company decides to pay a dividend, like you said, comes down to whether or not the board of directors wants to share some of their profits and give back to investors, or alternatively, whether they want to reinvest the money back into the business, which like you said, at a time like this, a lot of companies are choosing to do because of the uncertainty around. They might want to boost up their balance sheet a bit more. On an individual level as a stockholder, if I did have shares in BHP, what would happen is that like I might might have been expecting a $50 check and instead, because they've announced this record dividend, I'm going to get a $100 check. So that's going to make me very, very happy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly right. I think you hear a lot about people sort of shifting to more dividend paying stocks when they get a bit older or when they're in retirement. And I guess if you think about that example, it's like, When you are in retirement and you're not earning your normal salary from your job, getting that larger dividend income is really positive news. I think in the same way that retirees might look for that sort of stable income from dividend paying stocks, some dividend stocks also give investors a way to get paid or I guess get a return on their investment during more rocky periods where you can't otherwise get capital gains. So if we think back to like a year ago, You could have put your money in pretty much anything on the ASX and it would have gone up in value. You would have got your capital gain. But in the current investing environment, that's a bit harder to do. Like there's a lot more up and down in the market. So getting dividends at the moment gives you that return on investment that you might be looking for. So why is BHP paying a higher dividend? What has happened in the background that's making them do well? Yes. So BHP is a commodities business and Commodities is one of those words. Yeah. I'm like, I know what it means, but like, what actually is it? Yeah. Basically, it's just like if you think of it like your natural resources or your agricultural goods. So, BHP is a producer of raw materials such as iron ore, copper, nickel, and commodities businesses can be referred to as what is called an like an inflation hedge, which basically just means that they do well in inflationary periods, or they tend to perform better when prices are going up where the broader share market might not be doing so well. Right. So they are selling their commodities on the market at a higher price, which is translating to higher revenues for them 
translating to better earnings, translating to a higher stock price, which means they have more money to give to investors as a dividend. Exactly. And I guess like just to unpack that a little bit more, if we really think about, you know, what is causing inflation at the moment, we know that one of the key drivers is oil and gas. So when we think about companies like BHP, they are a direct beneficiary from the price of oil and gas going up because they're the ones who sell it. So we shouldn't be surprised that they're making them massive profits. <laughs> exactly. So this is a contributor potentially to a potential dead cat bounce or just what's happening in the stock market at the moment. Exactly. Are there any other earnings that you've heard of that have had similar kind of trends or? Yeah, well, I mean, Adore Beauty's share price rocketed 19% last Tuesday as well after their earnings announcement. I think it did come back down a little bit after that. Templin Webster shares also popped. So there's a few different things going on there. I like like that term. Templin Webster popped. (laughs) That was the AFR headline. Okay, I thought that was your word. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not good news in reporting season for all companies. Whilst we have seen a lot of sort of share prices really go up quite dramatically, not the case for everyone. I know Domain I was reading about yesterday sort of came out. I guess it's not surprising a property business when the housing market isn't doing so well. Side note, did you know that Domain is owned by Channel 9, like 9 Entertainment? No, that's so random. Anyway. (laughs) So we're saying that a potential factor to this increase in the stock market is the fact that we have earnings increasing for a lot of Australian companies, but not everyone is necessarily going through that at the moment. And it's just kind of dependent on the sector and the industry. Yeah. Which is contributing to that volatility in the market. Well, speaking of volatility, I have a lowdown story for you. Love it. Which is actually about Bitcoin. Okay. So I know you've disengaged a little bit from yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> Your face. Is this just, Maddie's confession time? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> just lay it on the table. Give us your, like, put your cards on the table for us. So it's been very good. You've, in the way that I said I've been dollar cost averaging into the share market over this period, I just, I haven't been as good with my crypto portfolio haven't been as good as you. I've disengaged. No, but it's not, it's not even being good. It's just it's where your investment strategy is at the moment. It's something you don't feel comfortable with. It's like something that I'm feeling comfortable with, so that's okay. And the fact that you're not is okay as well. You I've know? been neglecting my crypto portfolio. Well, what I found really interesting, because I am still quite engaged, is we were talking about how the stock market has gone up and a similar thing is happening with Bitcoin and Ethereum at the moment. I find this so interesting because there was a while there where people were really saying like the crypto market's move in the opposite direction to the stock market. But over the last 12 months or so, it's just they've been doing the exact same thing. Yeah, well, what I found really interesting about this, so, you know, Bitcoin has shot up quite a bit. Ethereum has gone, like, bonkers. Mm, I should check my crypto portfolio. I think it's up, like, something like 85% since it's low this year. And on your point about the fact that it follows the share market, what's really interesting that I'm reading is people are wondering whether, you know, if this stock market thing is a dead cat bounce and the stock market will drop, whether crypto will Uh, go up and that'll be a test. uh, But if it goes down, it's like, no, it really does follow the stock market. Nice. So what do you think it's going to do? But the store, well, Maddie. Again, wouldn't we all like to know? <laughs> Sorry. 
But no, I think one of the things is, you know, you've spoken about earnings season and I wanted to point out that in crypto markets, there's patterns as well. So, you know, there was an announcement that that the merge of the new Ethereum is going to happen in September. Which what is that? It sounds like a lot of jargon, but really it's just merging the Ethereum platform to make it a faster, more scalable and more environmentally friendly. It's like an iOS update product. Except it's far more complicated than that. And you should go listen to Crypto Curious. (laughs) But um, that's basically what I'm telling myself in my head. Got it. So that's what's seeing a rise in Ethereum. And, you know, people are, it's again, that herd mentality. Bitcoin's gone back up. So people are going, well, should I jump back on the train before it goes back up to 80,000 again? You know, you have those Mm, little thoughts. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) So I was, I just, I thought it was interesting that a similar thing is happening with the stock market. And I'll be really interested to see whether there's all of a sudden a crypto dead cat bounce, but I'm sure there'd be a way cooler name. Like someone yeah, would call- crypto always seems to have like, yeah. <laughs> what's that? Um, It'd be like an NFT or like a digital dude bounce. Yeah. <laughs> like minting. Sorry. I was just trying to think of crypto terms that I thought were cool. <laughs> anyway, this, this headline, which you would like was Bitcoin's rebound, dead cat bounce or sign of nine lives. Oh, much more positive. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Oh, what's that? So we're at the end of the episode, but you're not getting off that easy. I want recommendations from both of you. What have you been watching, reading, listening to, entertaining your hours with suggestions, please? I listened to, I know this is, I'm sorry, I feel like I'm going to be a broken record here because it's the daily again, but they did an episode about um, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts in America and they asked Mm -hmm. these two Um, female twins about their experience. One of them wanted to join the Boy Scouts and one of them wanted to join the Girl Scouts and it wasn't allowed. Mm. Anyway, it was an episode from I think like seven years ago when they did it and then they have spoken (gasps) to them again. Oh, that's so cool. And it was just so cool. Like there's this young girl who's just so self-aware and knows exactly what she wants and I don't know why, I just thought it was a really beautiful episode. Uh, I think it frames that conversation really nicely. It's good to get a young person's really fresh perspective. So apologies for, you know, shouting out the daily. I know we do it all the time, but it was a good episode. The scouts in my head are like a fake thing. It I know. It feels like a um, mythological. <laughs> it's a it's a big thing in the US. Yeah, weird. Yeah. My recommendation is a podcast called The Party Room. It's a politics podcast um, and it's got two hosts, Fran Kelly and Patricia I'm going to, can't say her name Cavalis, right. I think. Thank you, Cavalis. PK. P- and PK. And it's giving, like, I think um, since the election I haven't been engaging so much in politics and it's just a really nice, lighthearted but sort of really interesting commentary on everything that's going on at the moment sort of week to week. So I'm really enjoying the party room. Well, maybe, Maddie, I will have a listen to your recommendation because sometimes I don't do that. So I will do it this time. <laughs> And I will listen to yours. Thank you. I guess that's the end of the episode. As always, if you would like to continue the conversation, jump into our Facebook group, YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. I'm thinking a thread on a better name for a dead cat bounce. You can also join us on Instagram at YIGC Podcast. We just cracked 7,000 followers. Oh, I'm scared it's going to go back down. Okay, well, if it does, follow us. It goes back up. Send us to your friends. <laughs> it's a big achievement for us, guys. It is. It's very exciting. But hopefully if you go on now, we're not under that number. If it's six. 999 send it to someone please and please if you enjoy this episode pass it on to a friend we really appreciate it otherwise you'll hear from us next week catch you then bye 
You're in Good Company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your In Good Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 